Hello and welcome to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. My name is Patrick Rice. I'm joined with my good friend and brother in Christ, Dan Demite. Hello, Patrick. Dan, I'm really, really excited because we're having my wife, Emily Rice, on this show. Whoa. Uh, before we talk Special about guest, that, I want VIP. everyone to know. I want everyone to know that that Encounter is the co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Oh, I'm glad you and got so that Dan, in, but, Patrick. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I love all of all of these organizations that are blessing us and creating a platform for this. So, Dan, can you start us off in prayer, preparing us for this encounter? Heck yeah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God the Father, you are a healer. You love your children so much, and you want to heal our hearts and our minds so that we think like you, we love like you, and we are able to receive your love without any barriers. So, Father, I just pray that you would come as healer today that you would just open our minds and our hearts to be transformed by your mercy, transformed by your love, that you would wash over us and we would receive you with fullness and newness. Lord, I pray that you would be a father who speaks truth into our lives constantly and that you would open deaf ears so that we could hear your voice clearly. Lord, speak truth and we just cast out all the evil ones' lies that have filled our minds. Amen. Father, I thank you so much for the gift of my beautiful wife. I thank you for our marriage, our five children, and for all the children that are going to be flowing forth. Um, and Lord, I just pray that you would you would you would use couples and you would unite couples to a point where they can um, they can bring freedom to families and and minister to the building block of society. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh man. Okay, like Patrick. That? This is going to be great. What 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 do we have today? Um. So I I really just want I'm excited to have her here because. I just want her to share her story. She's a very, very simple story. It's like the gospel's very, very simple, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's full of, of these promises. And when you come into by faith into the promise, it becomes real and alive. And that God really does have a plan for your for your welfare, not for your wealth, plans to give you a future full of hope. And so I'm really excited for her to share how God's actually done that in her life. And he's he's actually using her with me together as a as a family to see marriages restored, to see people whole and healed. So I, we're going to be talking about not only our marriage, our relationship, but also about the inner healing ministry that we do together out of our home. Nice. Awesome. Praise the Lord. And yeah. for, for our listeners who have never heard that phrase, inner healing, what, how would you describe that? Yeah, it's, um, it's spiritual surgery. It's deep heart healing. So we have, um, you know, our, our heart is like the most intimate place where, where God actually dwells, right? But our, our, uh, this, this heart, the heart of man can be wounded, and the enemy can have a place to actually steal, kill, and destroy. God actually, in, in Psalm 147, he says, I'm the Lord who heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Mm. And so we go through all, we have these experiences where people wound us. They, they are less than, than Christ to us. And so how do we actually minister to wounds? And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is that that ministry. And it happens through, it's not something that, you know, it's not a sacrament. You know, you don't do this thing and receive this grace. It's actually a participation um, with the voice of God. And it's it's facilitating an encounter between um, the God, who, only God can heal hearts. It's it's facilitating that encounter between the person who's wounded and God to bring them to a place where there is restoration. 
And so the the key phrase, the, the kind of the key end and goal of inner healing is being restored, not just to how you were before, but there is an, an, an increase, Dan, that when you actually get restored, you're at a better place. It's the promise that like, you know, not only in Christ do we have, are we restored to a place of relationship with God that Adam and Eve had, but we actually have something better. We have God actually living inside of us that they never had. Mm. And so there's this, this amazing uh, reality that comes out that we get, we, we come to a greater place where we're actually thankful for those wounding experiences because now God is equipping us to, to bring restoration to others. Amen to that. Yeah. And I think it's just so awesome. If you're, if you're listening, just, I want to speak the truth that God has freedom, you know, that God is a God of freedom and, and he has, there's hope that God wants to restore all of his children. He doesn't want any of us to walk around uh, wounded and broken, carrying these wounds from the past, but the Lord actually wants to restore our hearts and, and allow us to live in freedom to love and, and to make our, our hearts and our minds full again. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm talking about, too. You know, my, my wife, she's an, she's an only child. You know, she's um, she was raised in a rural, a rural parish setting and stuff like that. So um, it's just it's really cool to hear what God's done in her life. And um, and also the, the the power of motherhood, that she is the most dedicated um, mother and, and homemaker and wife and like literally the strength of my ministry, my personal ministry, if you know, really flows through the home that she's created, the heart that, that, that she has, the sacrifices that she's been making. So I'm really excited to talk about motherhood. But Dan, I, isn't that so amazing how like motherhood really is under attack, that this performance mentality that motherhood is not enough is out there. Um, can you speak into that to our listeners? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's... Uh we often find our worth and our value in what we accomplish. And if, if that's what, if, if that's what you're trying to find your worth and your value in, it's going to be really hard to be um, just uh, a stay at home mother, right? Because the, you, you don't accomplish a lot. You just do the same exact things over and over again. It's these like little tasks while, while you're, you're, you're doing excellence in the ordinary and you're living the extraordinary in the ordinary and you're bringing um, you're working for the long game, you know, and so like raising children and forming and shaping and molding their mindsets so that they can live um, life with Christ and and live uh, as as confident adults is that's the long game. And so I think there's there needs to be um, a just a freedom to know that I don't find my worth and my value in what I do in the world, but I find my worth and my value in and answering the father's call. And so I think actually just women in general, it's like these uh, mothers struggle because some mothers are called to be at home and some mothers are called to be uh, in the workplace and at home. And so then there's a struggle of like, both of them are like, well, am I doing enough if I'm just at home? And then the ones at work are like, am I doing enough if I'm not at home all the time? And so it's like, you're called to be where God calls you to be. <laughs> like You're doing yeah. enough when you're doing what God's asked you to do. And so it's not about like, there's this one carbon copy way to be a mom. Like it's actually listening to the father's voice for your life and following his will. And, and when you're walking in the father's will for your life, then you're confident because you know, I'm doing what God's asked me to do. And I think that's, what's so encouraging about, um, Emily is that she's just confident that she's doing what God's asked her to do. And she has no like comparison or judgment to, to other mothers. It's like, no, this is what God's asked me to do. And, and others have to listen to God's voice for them and follow the call that God has for them. And if it was the same for every single person, that would be a very boring world. 
Yeah. And it, the thing <laughs> is, no matter what your context or circumstances, God's grace is enough for you to be the, the wife and the mother that he wants you to bring, to, to, to pour forth the grace that flows out of the, the domestic church. And I think that's the, the what, what I think ultimately we're, what we're getting into is what does the domestic church look like? It's completely surrendered um, and completely surrendered, dedicated uh, husbands and wives that want to see the kingdom of God come, al- come alive in their home. And once again, no matter what your circumstances, there is grace on that God wants to give you on your life to see the domestic church come alive. And I'm just I'm really excited for Emily to share. Amen. So, All right. Well, let's yeah, take a so break Dan, and I bring her on. Take a break, right? Yes. So you're listening to Encounter. Encounter is a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We're going to take a break, but when, when we come back, you're going to hear from my beautiful, amazing, and very, very anointed wife, Emily. Stay tuned. Hey guys, this is Dan Dimite from Encounter Radio. Listen, we all know there's a crisis in our faith. Youth are falling away from the Catholic Church faster than ever before. They are disengaged and lack passion. In order to bring revival to the Catholic Church in America, myself and others have started the country's fastest growing Catholic camp called Catholic Youth Summer Camp. We offer week-long residential camps for middle school and high school age students that foster a high adventure faith, a faith that is deep, contagious, and joy-filled. Your kids will have a blast paintballing and ziplining. They will get to grow in confidence and bravery on our high ropes course. But more importantly, they will find themselves in a truly Catholic environment with daily catechesis that awakens faith and empowers them to live life in the Holy Spirit. Your children will come home from camp having encountered the love of Jesus and excited to go to Mass in adoration. This summer, invest in your child's faith development. Camp will sell out, so register today at CYSC.com. That's CYSC.com. EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. I just wanted to thank you for your show. Uh, It's made such a huge difference in my faith life because if you don't know why you're doing things and you're just going through the motions, it's totally pointless. But if you know why, it's infinitely meaningful. So you really helped me make a 180. EWTN, live truth, live Catholic. Being part of the EWTN Media Missionaries is a perfect way to help us fulfill our calling from Christ to make disciples of all nations by use of the media. Visit EWTNMissionaries.com today and join us in sharing the eternal word with the world. Hello, welcome back to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. Dan, are you ready? Oh, I'm, are you ready? I'm so I ready. I think you're ready. What? Because I wake up every morning and it just blows my mind that I am with Emily Rice, my wife. Emily, welcome Whoa. to the show. Hello. Emily, Hi, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Yeah, thanks. That's so yes, good. So um, we have we have some time here. And I mm-hmm. just I'm, I'm, our listeners have been hearing just me, but now they're going to hear the better version. Okay. Oh yes, so Emily, definitely. Some. Has... I want I want to go through your story and uh, just share what your family life was like growing up and how you came to like initial faith in Jesus. Yeah, I grew up with a wonderful childhood. I was really blessed, um, super mom and dad. And I grew up kind of in the rural part of Ohio that, yeah, I mean, we were Catholic, but there wasn't a super strong Catholic community. We went to mass every Sunday, but pretty much everyone at my school was not Catholic. So I, you know, I loved the Lord, but I was never really on fire until high school when I 
I went to a youth conference at Franciscan University. Go Steubenville. Oh, man. And um, that was so defining because I saw other youth that were Catholic for the first time gathered and excited and passionate. And I realized that I was pretty much standing on a gold mine, like all the happiness and fulfillment and everything that I was yearning for as a high schooler was right, right in my hands. I just had to, you know, take it from Mm. the Lord. So just really coming on fire, learning how good and kind God is. And um, it's experiencing him. You know, I'd been baptized, but you have to come to faith on your own. And that's when that really, really happened for me as a high schooler. So I decided to go to Franciscan University and I'm so blessed by that. I loved my time there, just the formation, the the atmosphere. It was so free to love the Lord and and just live a normal life where we all celebrated God together. So I studied theology and catechetics, super spoiled, just an amazing education. And Patrick and I met right before our senior year. So um, when we discerned and, and really started to fall in love and knew that we were called to marriage, that made the transition to adulthood pretty simple for me because I knew that if we were blessed with children, I wanted to be at home with them. So I, I didn't ever pursue you know work per se outside of the home, but I was I was so happy because we started our family right away and, and I knew that was my work, just um, beginning my adult life with him has been an amazing adventure. So here I am. Yeah. And actually I, <laughs> I kind of want to, I want our listeners to, to know about like our discernment. Like we didn't actually, how long did we date? Like nine months? We dated for nine months before we got engaged. Yeah. And then we got married like what? Six months after so, yeah, that. Six months after that. So, so it's just like done, that, getting it done. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and that's very, very unusual right now. But um, I think when you're doing it with the Lord, um, and that's, I think the confidence that we had was, um, like we were praying together. Um, I, I had just had my, my big conversion and our listeners have already heard that, um, my junior year in college. And then I came back and I was just, God, you're real. You're there. You can lead us. You can guide us. I, I this woman is amazing, but I want to spend time, not just with her, but with the three of us together. And so we actually, um, our senior year, we committed to a holy hour. I think it was at midnight, right? It was some late, like 11 ridiculous o'clock. time yeah. when we were supposed to get up for classes the next morning. But that's what you do when you're, you know, you're crazy for the Lord. So we, um, once a week, we would go to the Adoration Chapel and we had our little books, like discerning your vocation and and all that. But a lot of it was just with just an arrow that pointed to Patrick, the Lord, and um, and just listening, just letting Him love us and really show us. And it wasn't like lightning flash and, you know, the clouds parted, but throughout the course of time, um, just sensing his peace and sensing his excitement and the choice to get married. I think some people put it off because they expect 100% certainty. You know, our culture is very, very big on, you can do whatever you want and it's going to be amazing. And God doesn't always present it black and white. It's, it's a choice to step one step at a time and you can't look back. You know, when you know, God's on something, you've got to 
embrace that and treasure that because there's going to be moments when it's not super clear. So we just, we really like talked about throughout the course of dating when we felt the Lord and when we knew his calling was there and, um, it was just beautiful. It was such a beautiful romance because we really let God lead it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just a fabulous time. Yeah. And like, I, I really believe that when you're praying together, like God actually will give you signs and he'll, uh, he'll, he'll take away the peace when it's, when he's not there and you'll, you'll experience, Oh, this is just infatuation versus wow, this is the presence of God. But it wasn't such a, a sign that it took away like your freedom, you know, like we could have not moved, moved forward, but we, 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 we stepped forward in faith. And, and that's the thing I, I just really want to impress that it, it's a, it, yeah, you're not, God's not forcing you into a vocation. It's a free decision and you're making it anew every day. But those foundations are so important. All right. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. So how do you keep it ever fresh and ever new in Jesus's name? Hmm. Well, it's, it's a decision, you know, those happy, wonderful, lovely feelings. They're not always there when, the trash needs to be taken out or the baby's awake again and you're both tired or things are difficult. You have to choose. Um, and we have this gift of freedom and we have this gift of the imagination. And in the adult life, when you're walking out your vocation with the Lord, you've got to use that to serve you. Like thank God for your spouse, just like you did when you were dating, you know, declare how lucky you are and, and just, just keep it, keep it fresh by choosing it. Um, it's very easy to forget, yeah. you know, how thankful you are unless you practice gratitude. And also, um, never like, uh, never letting the sun go down in your anger. And when you have fights, you have to actually have a process where you're, you're going to work it out. And so, um, that's one of the big things, like no matter in any relationship, there's going to be conflict, there's going to be struggle, but we've, we've made a commitment to actually sitting down, working it out. Do you want to go first? Okay. And then I listen and then I finish it up and then I say, okay, can I share my side? And then we, we share, our, I think we've done a, a really good job working to, uh, you know, much greater maturity in conflict. And, um, and then from that, that listening to one another, figuring out like, man, how, what, where did, where do I need to apologize? Where do I need to repent? And then, um, moving forward into like a new normal. Yeah. And the words I forgive you are really important. Um, I think I grew up more just like, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But saying it's okay. Doesn't actually like release that, you know, you have to say, will you forgive me? And yes, I forgive you. So even if you're still super mad and it's really late and you have to go to bed, as long as you say those words, like you've put your will in the place of forgiveness. And sometimes that's a battle, but doing it is just essential. Yeah. I'm into that. And also I like, I'm sorry for, will you please forgive me for this thing? You actually have to state like what you're actually sorry and repenting of it. And then a, like a, a a firm resolve. I remember um, it really hit me recently in Matthew chapter three. Um, Jesus said to the, you know, the Pharisees, you brood of vipers who warned you of the coming wrath. And he said, go produce, um, do, go, go do, um, show me like evidence of your repentance, you know, and there has to be evidence of our repentance. And like, 
I need to demonstrate, then I'm I'm actually sorry. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I love that. So yeah, that's been that, that's been really important. I think a lot of couples are in, intrigued as well. How do they? How can they pray together better? Because I it's it's sometimes it's awkward or difficult to like get that routine of prayer as a married couple. What do you guys do? Well, um, the challenge for me desiring routine in the reality of having babies and family life. Um, it's been a, a bigger struggle than I imagined. So the routine of prayer doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be at the same time and the same appointment and the same place and this great structure every day. But um, I don't know. It changes with seasons. So when we were newlyweds and it was just us, it was a lot easier to say, all right, dinner's cleaned up. Let's sit down and pray yep. a rosary. Let's, you know, we've got this quiet evening and we would say our rosary together pretty much every day. Um, and then as the baby started coming, you know, maybe we don't have time to do a family rosary together every day. We still are very devoted to the rosary, but maybe it's more like, okay, I feel kind of anxious about something. Can can you just pray for me? So don't let this idea of perfection stop you from still doing what's really, really good. Um, and, you know, we pray together in different moments of the day, but consistently when when you need help, that's part of why God gave you a spouse. So when I'm struggling, you know, we, we carve out time or just, you know, when we're with the kids and there there is a little a little peace in the evening, just, you know, God, we love you. We want to praise you right now. It, it doesn't have to be super long, but bringing him in, mm-hmm. um, I think that's more of what routine is for right now in this season. Yeah. And yeah, we've been married for, for 12 years now. And yeah, like early on, we, we have spent a lot of time praying together, but with five kids and we're homeschooling and stuff like that, we're honestly like not praying together like we did every day. But here's the thing. We're both getting quality time, at least individually. So one of the biggest fruits I'm seeing right now in this season is that I'm still getting uh, time with the Lord. She's getting time with the Lord. And then we have these amazing conversations where I'm sharing, oh my gosh, this just happened in my prayer today. And so I'm able to, you know, uh, keep her up to date on what's going on. And then she's sharing with me insights and encounters that she's having. And I feel like when she shares with me what God's doing in her life, I get to experience it as well. And there's a lot of power in our sharing. And you're right, Dan, that it can seem kind of awkward. I think some people never get started praying together because it's like such an intimate thing to pray. You're Mm -hmm. going into your secret place with God. And even with your spouse, there's still an element of, okay, how do we unite this together? But even just like reading the Bible out loud and listening while the other one reads, something simple as that. God still speaks through that. It doesn't have to be something that we work really hard at. We just need to receive together sometimes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I love your comment, too, that you don't have to give up on the good just in, in pursuit of the perfect, you know, because in, in marriage and family life, the it's very difficult to get to the perfect, <laughs> you know, and so it's like... I know, and it, I was so surprised by that. Yep. I, I thought everything was going to be perfect when I, you know, was envisioning my vocation, but thank God that it's not because we need him, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. What, and that's ultimately what love is. Like love is messy. Like the cross yeah, shows yeah. us brutally that love is messy and being able to say, "Okay, yeah, we're going to do the best we can and we're going to love each mm-hmm. other in the midst of the the mess and, and let the Lord bring order to that." Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. 
And I, I, I love to, Emily, I'd love you to share about just the, the beauty of the hidden life that, that you have. And I know um, I'm, I, I guess I'm not so much hidden right now um, with where God has me in ministry. I do a lot of speaking, uh, do the radio show, and so I'm always out um, kind of in, in public ministry. But you're at home with the kids. You're not running this ministry with me. And um, I think there's a real beauty that doesn't get talked about of um, the the call and the vocation to motherhood and, and how like how just how important that is. So I'd just love for you to, for you to share a little um, glimpse with our our listeners that just what God has been convicting you, establishing a home and, and our home life, keeping a foundation there. Yeah. So actually, last week I had the chance to um, get out of the house and we had a babysitter and I went to one of um, the events at our church here. And, you know, we are surrounded, you and I, our life with just world changers. We're so blessed by the priests that we know, the the lay people, the conversations we have. I just feel like every day I hear someone doing something amazing for God and this ministry is doing this and this trip and this event. And, you know, I love that. I I love it, but I was sitting after this event praying, and I was just like, "Lord, what's am I doing enough? Like, what's my mission?" How? And I just got this sense, like, "Go home and make a good dinner," you know. And and I was so blessed by that. Like, it was almost like the Lord was chuckling. Like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be when I'm present to my family. And I know that's a struggle, and I know I'm not prescribing this to every mom because some women. God gives them the gift to, you know, work. And that's that's beautiful. That blesses the world. But with me, I know in my heart that I'm part of that refuge because, you know, Patrick is out on the front lines. And I want our home to be a place of peace where when he gets there, like, I'm happy and I'm I'm with the kids. And um, it's it's such a sacred place. It really is. Like, our home is my favorite place in the world. Not only because we we have kids and but just the peace of it, the um, the refuge it is, and I know I take pride in that that I've helped God to build that by the sacrifices I've made, and I don't say that in a prideful way, but you know I, I communicate to my kids. Look, I could be out having a career, I could have fun, high heels and dress clothes and coffee dates, and you know. You could be at daycare if, if I wasn't choosing to sacrifice all of that so that I'm available for you during this season. And again, it, maybe it's not forever. Um, but right now, I know my kids are not going to be little for long. And I really believe that as a mom, I have the gift to influence their hearts in a really precious way. Um, they, they're handed to you from the Lord and like, I, I just treasure that. I really treasure this season at home with them. Yeah, and I just know too that, um, like, going out and, and, and being involved in ministry. Like, if if you weren't so dedicated and devoted, I wouldn't have that the refreshment to come back to and the the, uh, the home of love. So I just want to really honor every mother, every every wife out there that's sacrificing to to see the kingdom of God come in a hidden way. You know, you're my first intercessor. And I come and your prayers are so powerful. So um, I just, yeah, I, I really want to, in, in terms of our time on the show right now, everyone listening right now, I, I, I really want to honor 
honor the people that are living the hidden life, those um, the, the wives and mothers, the intercessors, and know that you know what we're doing is not possible. The church needs that right now. So Amen. I think it's important Praise the Lord. to say because on the show, Dan, we're we're so about the supernatural, you know, we're like, yeah. oh my gosh, heal the sick, raise the dead, you know? <laughs> and Go and out. it's funny because I hear you talk, talk about these God encounters all the time and these prophetic words. And it, it would be easy for me to overlook the ways that God really does speak to me. But the inspiration when I'm just like, Lord, will you please just help me make dinner? You know, because I'm so tired at 4.30 or whatever. When he inspires me, me with an idea or a plan or just energy like that's that's the supernatural life and it's serving our kids and you know that matters even though it's not out on the street I'm I'm home with them God still speaks to mothers and he still wants to bless you especially as you minister to your kids oh yeah my kids so are good. crazy there's only without the supernatural lifestyle there's no way you could raise them <laughs> i'm like all right yeah. my, my <laughs> wife has more grace than anyone in this world it's insane so that's good funny. i love it thank you so much mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome and then um you know the other thing too is uh yeah i mean we you know running encounter ministries we have a ministry school we do healing services. We've been all like all over the world. Um, we've been to Madrid. We've been to the Cayman Islands. We're going to Brazil and we're bringing, we're, we're trying to activate the church. But uh, although I love the, the care, like seeing the charisms come alive, there's nothing like seeing um, heart, a heart healed. Someone that's been wounded from like a life, like a whole lifetime of wounds just come and, and, and be healed by the Lord, the lies broken off them, the forgiveness released them coming out of prison. So um, one of the one of the, the most fulfilling ministries that I've ever gotten to be involved with is a um, inner healing and freedom ministry that we've run out of our home for the past few years. Um, we will partner with uh, individuals that, that come across um, our that we that we encounter who are we, you just know, like, you know, God wants more for you. Do you, do you, if you want that freedom, we want to partner with you to see, uh, to see the the wholeness, the peace, like just come over your life. So, um, yeah, I'd love for Emily to share her experience of, of doing that together. We minister as a couple and she has such an amazing gifting to see just re- authentic breakthrough in her life. So Emily, if you could get, kind of just share our process and, and what we do, um, I'd, I'd love for our listeners to get an insight into that. Yeah, I I think that it's been so humbling for me to to do this with you because I never would have taken the leap and said, yeah, let's let's have people over to our home and pray for them because I'm very aware of my own imperfections. Like we're all on this journey together and I would have been the type never to really start praying with people because I would have thought I need to get like all my 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 ducks in a row perfectly first. But the reality is God's never had anyone perfect working for him ever. Right. You wouldn't be the first ever. (laughs) So, um, he, he kind of planned it that way. And what, what the blessing of praying for inner healing with people, it's just like coming alongside and, and not as like an expert or it's, it's not exorcism. It's nothing that is like a place of authority. It's just, fellow believers who were willing to sit down with you and listen to you and help you listen to the Lord because every single heart picks up baggage in this life. We were made to be loved perfectly by a perfect God. 
And that got messed up with the fall, right? So these tender, beautiful hearts are subjected to stuff that is going to leave marks. And God wants his children to be free and happy. And just the beauty of helping people trust that and find that. And it's it's always a journey. It's It's not like anyone ever leaves inner healing prayers like 100% perfect. I I don't have anything that I ever need help with again now, but, but it is a matter of, okay, I'm a few steps closer to the heart of God and what was weighing me down, I'm free from now. And that's, that's amazing. Like I've learned so much, um, just when people are willing to be vulnerable and, and let you in on, on the journey, like, gosh, the things that we think we're the only people in the world struggling with, are so universal. So I, I would almost just guarantee and speak out whoever is listening. If you're carrying a weight that you feel like is a, just a hidden sin or a hidden burden or just something that you can't shake that you feel so alone in, I guarantee that it is absolutely universal. There are so many other people that carry it and struggle with it, but there's also, there's ways to find freedom. And, um, and when you connect with the body of Christ, we, you, you know, hands and feet of other people really can help you to find the arms of God. Amen. Amen. Um, and one of my favorite, um, is, is there one person that we've got to minister to that's really stuck out to you? I know it's, we've, it's, we've been doing this for years now. I don't think. No, it, nothing jumps out. No, it, yeah. So just, I, I do want to give our, our listeners just like a concrete example Um but I want to talk about, we won't use last names, but let's just go through. Well, I could give an example yeah. of our kids. I mean, Oh, yeah. Actually, so that's even better. It's been so fun for me as a mom. <clears throat> the way I used to deal with things um, was was pretty good, but not very Holy Spirit led. It was more like, all right, this is my plan as a mom. Let's do this. Let's. I want to help you with this. But I've learned that God really cares about the bumps and bruises and um, kids get bumps and bruises all the time, right? So the kids in our home have have noticed our language change. When we face a struggle, um, we're very aware that God always speaks truth, and God's voice is always a voice of hope. And so if you're starting to feel condemnation or fear, you're probably listening to the wrong voice. Mm-hmm. And, and just the reality that the lies always come from the liar. So that's a big part of inner healing and freedom, recognizing that the thought life in your head is not just random. It's either filtering truth from the Lord and blessing you and blessing the world, or the thought life in your head is kind of stinky, right? There's Maybe there's a lot of lies and negativity. So with our kids, we've started to use this in parenting and it, this is just a cute little example. Um, one of my daughters one day was, was just in a funk and she said, mom, I think I'm believing some lies. And I said, Oh honey, well let's ask the Lord what it is. And kids are just so honest and, and, and quick because they don't doubt. So we, we prayed, we said, God, what are the lies I'm believing? And, and she immediately said, I'm believing that boys are better than girls. And and she was just really <laughs> hurt by some yeah. little interaction. And 
So we just rejected that lie. I said, okay, repeat after me. Girls are are amazing and we're created equal to boys and, and, and we just let the Lord lead it. And she was better after that. Whereas, you know, if I hadn't involved the Holy Spirit, I don't know, maybe that would have just got buried and she would have started to get a little resentful and bitter towards her brother. And so that's that's an example with our kids. But if anything comes to mind from adults, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I just love, love um, that. A, a lot of what we do is, is literally uh, people coming in and they they're not free in certain areas. They're experiencing certain symptoms like depression, anxiety, uh, constant fear, worry, things like negative fruits. And so. We just sit down and we interview people and we're, we're talking about, we're, li- we're hearing their story, like what, what where they were, they want freedom in those areas. And so we're, we're hearing those stories and we're identifying, you know, where are areas the people that need to release forgiveness from the people that have wounded them? And then what lies did they come to believe about themselves or about God that, um, that they've picked up along the way? And then we want to help people and lead them to renounce verbally, vocally renounce those lies in Jesus' name, and then give Holy Spirit a chance to speak truth. He's the spirit of truth. And so it's an exchange. It's, okay, God, I give you this lie. What truth do you want to give me in exchange? And then they start, and then they just ask God, and then the God speaks to them in their heart, this truth that that literally, when they, when they hear it, it's like this aha moment every time. And uh, the, I'm just going to share the last person that we prayed for, um, Let's call her um, Cindy. Okay, she um, Cindy was uh, you know ha- had all these these guilt issues with um, with her her life, her mother, this poverty she's experiencing. She knows that God doesn't want her to be in poverty, and um, she has to care for her mother and all these things. And then um, she actually she felt so overwhelmed. And then when we asked the Lord what lie you know to, she we had her ask the Lord what lies did you come to believe. And the, one of the lies is that it all re, it's all upon you. And she had never realized, she, she believed she had to do everything. And uh, the Lord just re- revealed this truth that all the other people in, that she's been caring for, he actually wants to carry, care for them in an even greater way. And then he all, all these other things about these lies that she'd accepted from her, her mother and father. And the Lord was breaking those lies off and speaking truth. And what we do is when we have when these people are uh, coming in and they're the Lord's actually revealing truth, we write that down for them because you can easily forget that, and that's one of the things that that you do. And yeah, um, the brain is just fascinating, and I would love to study more about just the science behind what actually happens when you say things. But our voices are powerful, and when we're united with the Holy Spirit. And we start speaking his truth. I mean, your life just changes uh, because lies can't have power unless you're giving them power. So, you know, and just like a basic thing, maybe someone struggles with like, I'm no good or I'm I'm a failure. Unless you counteract that with God's truth, that's just going to repeat over in your thoughts and in your heart like a broken record. So. A lot of it is just handing people tools to think better, to think more like God thinks. Like God doesn't see you as a failure. You've got to stop thinking that. You've got to, you know, kind of be responsible for your inner healing to some degree because it is a cooperation with the Lord. Yeah, and uh, the the kind of the key that we hone in on is 
Romans 12 too, that you're, you know, um, Paul said, don't conform yourself to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You can demonstrate the will of God, what's good, pleasing, and perfect. So the renewal of the mind is simply thinking, uh, having the mind of Christ, thinking about yourself and about God, God as he thinks about you. And so when people are breaking off the lies, they're starting to believe his truth. And when they start believing that, speaking that truth over the life is the key that we see, that when you actually declare it verbally, like you do the Nicene Creed every week at church, there's a transformation that happens. And the people that actually walk that out, we see having like amazing breakthrough. So it's so amazing to be able to do that with you. I feel like um, there's times where I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm the leader in the sense of I'm directing the session, but I've got absolutely nothing. And I'm like, I don't know where to go. Emily, where should we go? And then the Lord gives her this amazing insight. Like I want to go into this area. And then that area becomes the source of amazing breakthrough. Mm -hmm. So there's something powerful about ministering freedom together as a couple that I love. Yeah. It's really cool to do it as a married couple because, um, I feel like if you were out just praying with random people and especially random women by yourself, like that wouldn't be appropriate. And it wouldn't be appropriate (laughs) for me to run a healing ministry and just like have men over for this sharing session. So it's as a married couple, the fact that we are together in a place where, you know, people are going to open up, but it's always respectful, but they are going to open up. So it's, it's good to be united and like the grace of our marriage. I really see a lot the strengths and weaknesses, how they, they fit together. Um, and then it, it blesses us. Like we get to serve someone other than our kids. Yeah. And for me, that's like, oh my gosh, there's, there's other people in the world, not just toddlers. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's really fun. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's just an incredibly rewarding ministry. It's something that we, we train People in our school of ministry have a whole quarter on inner healing and freedom. Emily is going to be one of our, our guest teachers in that quarter. But uh, one of our hearts is just to see um, other couples raised up to do this. I know we've gotten a chance to train other couples during our time in Columbus. And um, yeah, I just wanted to spend this time highlighting what God is doing because he does want you to be free. Absolutely. And I feel like because um, the family is such a place, like I said before, a place of refuge when you have a healthy marriage and a healthy family, and it doesn't mean you're perfect, but you love the Lord and you're committed to your vocation and you're trying to raise little saints and be saints yourselves, this is such a way that married couples really can and could bless other people on the journey. Just having someone in your home for two hours, put the kids to bed early, I don't know, whatever. But I feel like we're letting the health of our family, like bless the world in a way, mm. um, in a very tangible way that I'm super grateful for. Yeah. I love that. Thanks yeah. so much for sharing guys. I, I think it's so, uh, what's amazing about inner healing ministry to me is always that it's very, um, it's almost the, the people who are, you know, leading it are simply, uh, allowing or kind of facilitating an effective conversation with the person and the father. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, that's exactly it, what it is. We're facilitators. We're not utilizing um, like our gifting. I mean, yeah, there can you can get words of knowledge and pr- prophecy and things like that, but we're mostly facilitating an encounter between them and the father. Yeah, and so many people just have never they they don't know how to hear it because those lies when their lies are so bold or when the anxiety is so uh, strong, it's hard for them to calm themselves down. 
to quiet themselves and to hear the Father's voice. And so to have someone facilitating that for them is wonderful. And then a lot of times, too, I think we just don't ask the Father the right questions, you know, because we're so focused on what we're not doing right that just having someone say, okay, I want you to ask God the Father this question now, that just, it opens the conversation. he wants to speak love in the the greatest fruit that we, we always do follow up. We'll, we'll usually pray with mul- people with multiple sessions. But after their first session, people are coming back and we're saying, what, what, what's the fruit been? And literally it's, wow, I'm, I'm hearing God like more clearly for the first time in my life. We had a, a religious sister that we took through in her healing. And the second time she came back, um, she her, her response was, I've never heard God's voice until now. Like this woman's committed, dedicated to religious life, God's letter here. And now she's hearing God's voice for the first time. It was amazing. Well, and I think just to qualify that, because a lot of times you you're facing everything through the lens of woundedness. And so even people that like greatly love the Lord and are in a state of grace and totally devoted to him, um, there can just be a, a filter because of walls and an injury in your heart. So learning how to just break that down, you do need help with that often. Yeah. So we're actually getting close to the point where we have to take a break. So we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're just going to continue to press in on this conversation, Dan. Does that sound good? I love it. Awesome. You're listening to Encounter, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. CNA, the online service from EWTN News, is the only Catholic news source that's fast, reliable, and free with blogs, stories, opinions, and analysis, all at your fingertips. For the latest Catholic news, visit catholicnewsagency.com. EWTN, teaching the truth. Well, I don't think we're like the typical college students because we really hang out at our campus ministry and everything. It's amazing about how much more connected you feel we share really cool articles from uh, actually you guys, uh, EWTN, and like what you were saying about evangelization. So that's really nice. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Have you heard about Church Pop? It's the newest member of the EWTN family with new online Christian content that's fun and inspiring every day. Find it on Snapchat, Instagram, and on the web at churchpop.com. EWTN, teaching the truth. Listening to your program has really touched my heart. And I just see such love and beauty, not only for Christ, but for people in general in the Catholic Church. And now I feel like I need more. I want to serve God more. I feel it so much that He's given me a gift to serve and to touch people, to love people. What would it take for me to maybe look into the priesthood? EWTN, live truth, live Catholic. Hello and welcome back to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. Dan, we just heard from my hero, my beautiful spouse, and she is changing the world as a as a wife and a, as a mother and as, a, as and, and leading people to the freedom that God wants for them. What was the most valuable thing to you from our story? You know, I loved the just the fact that you two minister together um in such an intentional way for one person to find freedom in Christ Jesus. And so you know I, I think like it's easy for um 
you know, like, oh, I'm a Catholic speaker, and I, I go to this conference, I speak at this conference, I speak here, and I do this ministry. But then to say, like, no, actually, even when I close the door to my house, uh, I'm going to welcome people in, and I'm going to minister intentionally with them, I mean, to them, with my spouse. And I just think there's something really profound about um, it's a lifestyle. It's not just a message that we preach. It's it's actually a lifestyle that we lived, and, and the home is actually the perfect place to do ministry. Um, and and, you know, sometimes it can be walking people through inner healing, or sometimes it can just be welcoming people into our home through hospitality and like loving people. You know, the people. hospitality is one of the gifts of the Spirit in Romans 12. It is, yeah. And it's yeah. so, it's, and imagine if like just you you and Emily were talking about helping people be encouraged and find truth over lies. And, and like some of our listeners may be like, well, my husband and wife aren't equipped to do that. We haven't gone through a training on how to become like an inner healing team, prayer team. And like, that's okay. Like you're equipped to cook dinner and to welcome people over to your house for dinner and to love them and speak truth to them and, and to speak uh, grace over their lives and just be hospitable and, and be joyful. And, and I think that's the home is the perfect place for that. Yeah. Instead of thinking, seeing something as oh, I'm sufficient or insufficient, it's, you know, I've got something good to give. And then, yeah, there is better and there is best. And like the thing that you realize too, when you're a Christian, just regardless of your job, you're in full-time ministry. You have a sphere of influence. It's the people that you're that you do life with. At least your family, your extended friends. Your it, it can be big, it can be small, but your ministry is your sphere of influence. Yeah, you and know. Sorry, I, I love. Yeah, like there is a lot of equipping that is out there right now. And yes, if if you're if you value your ministry that God's given you, you should invest in that. But that doesn't create an excuse for you not to to offer what you currently have, to steward the gifting on your life right now. You know, in the whirlwind of life, um, I think it's easy too just to like, oh, shoot, we have practice every night. Boom, boom, boom. We're doing all this stuff. And you forget about intentionality um, uh, for hospitality. And so what my wife and I like to do is we actually sometimes we'll sit down and we'll make a list of like, these are the people we want to make sure we invite over. Not not just, I mean, we put on the list of like just friends that we want to make sure we're hanging out with again, but we also put on the list like people we want to make sure we're investing in that we want to give ourselves to. And and just that intentionality of saying like, okay, we're going to we're gonna make sure that we, we create space in our life to love these people within our home. And um, I think that's a great practice that everyone can do. Dan, can you recommend a good book on like Secrets to a Happy Marriage? For our listeners, <laughs> well, funny that you should I say that. People might want more information. Well, so my wife and I we put out a book this year called Three Secrets to Holiness and Marriage," and it really, oh, what? yeah, <laughs> you know, That's I think awesome. it's it's cool. What it does is it it's a thirty three day self guided retreat for married couples. So like married couples are always like, oh, we want to go on a retreat, but we don't have time, and so we take the retreat to you. And it's really simple. It's you. There's like a, a three page reflection every night, and then. Um, discussion questions and and a common prayer. So it's helping you talk about key issues about the spiritual life and it's helping you pray together as spouses. And it's short and quick. And so it takes like 15 minutes and you can drink wine or beer while you're doing it. So it's awesome. And, and so basically, if you don't have like an inner healing training you can get to, you could at least buy Dan's book and get there. Well, and Dan, actually, you thought I was going to make this all about myself. Yeah, well, but you are wrong, Dan. Well, and the neat thing is, actually, Patrick, on day three of the retreat, we we facilitate couples leading inner healing for each other. And so, day oh, three, like it, we teach you how to do inner healing for your spouse and to lead each other 
in freedom over the lies that that um that you've been living in and we get so many testimonies from couples that are like oh my goodness we got to day three and it took us two weeks to get through it because god like unleashed all of these like wounds and and we had no idea that we they were there and like they just broke broke into total freedom Mm. in their marriage with conversations about past wounds and how they were leading to bad fruit in their marriage and then and then it just totally changed the way they saw each other and loved each other so that's three so secrets good. to holiness and marriage. You can get it on uh, Amazon. Awesome, I love it. I'm so glad we got to to, to yeah. Plug thanks that. for that push. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a great so Christmas gift already. <laughs> yeah. All right. No matter so, what season it is. So, so yeah, we're getting close. Can to, you? Can we, I think we should pray. We should pray. Can you help like so activate what you talked about? Like how can how can we help our listeners understand how they can find freedom? Yeah. When the enemy, you know, Jesus said he, when the devil speaks a lie, he speaks in character. Uh, but he said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So we're just going to ask the Lord to show us um, a lie we've come to believe about ourselves that he doesn't actually believe about us. And then we're going to ask the, the Lord to show us the truth that he wants us to start believing. So we'll just do it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So just, re- just ask him this question even out loud. Father, what lie have I come to believe about myself? Father, what lie have I come to believe about myself? And the first thing that that just comes to you in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart, just, just isolate that and then just renounce it out loud. In the name of Jesus, I renounce this lie. In the name of Jesus, I renounce this lie. You can name it. It's, it's always better to name it out loud. And then, um, Holy Spirit, what truth do you want to give me in exchange for that lie? Holy Spirit, what truth do you want to give me in exchange for that lie? And then once it comes to your in, into your heart, into your spirit, I just want you to declare that truth. Like, I declare this truth in Jesus' name. Mm. And then let the Holy Spirit, whenever you start declaring and speaking truth, you know, his presence can wash over you. So, Holy Spirit, I pray in the name of Jesus that, you're, that you would come and your presence would wash over people and lead that, them into a, a portion of your greater freedom that you have for them. I thank you, Lord, that you're, you're, you're leading your church out of the lies and into truth so that we will know the truth, Jesus, and Jesus will set us free. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on Encounter. Encounter is a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, EW10 Radio, and carried across the EW10 Global Catholic Radio Network. To learn more about us or the show, you can go to EncounterRadio.org. That's EncounterRadio.org. And we there's a podcast for on for Google. There's a podcast for Apple that you can check out as well. We, ho- we hope that you've been blessed and that you, that you have the grace to live out every life-changing encounter you have today. Thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm.